There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. Chai FM, this is Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon in here in Johannesburg. Beautiful, slightly wintry, but a beautiful, beautiful sunny day here in Johannesburg. Thank you so, so much for taking time and joining us and being part of our radio family. Baruch Hashem, Sheikh Yonavi Kimono. We have moved from stage five to stage four of, of lockdown. I guess it does make a difference for some businesses. I'm not sure for us at home that it makes that much of an actual, of an actual uh, difference. But Baruch Hashem, we are still moving forward. We're still trying to make the most of the opportunities Hashem is giving us. We're still trying to live life to its fullest, given the conditions, given the situation that we find ourselves in, trying to achieve, trying to kind of swim with the tide or against the tide, depending which way we're going, to try to achieve what we know to be is is the reason for all of this, for the reason for our existence, the reason for whatever is transpiring in the world, it certainly is there to help us, that it certainly is there to move us along to greater and things. And hopefully, whether we're by ourselves at home, whether we have family around us, and it's challenging and it's, and it's difficult. And of course, many of us would rather be in, in other situations and doing other things. And of course, we, we sometimes shrug our shoulders and kind of say, well, yeah, we don't really know what's, what's happening, but we don't. But that doesn't mean we have to be bewildered. That doesn't mean we have to be, be amused. That doesn't have to be, mean we have to be depressed and, and non-functional. We need to move forward. This is, I think, what we say really, the, Seventh Shabbos or something that our shuls are are not going to be uh, operating. You know, it might uh, some people might decide to actually like this. You know, it's, you know, do things on your own time and have as much time as you want for your for your davening and 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 your learning. Maybe it's a little bit extra sleeping time. Even it's uh you know it's always taking the situation that one has and trying to make the best the best of it. Well, we also in the middle of the of the time where we mourn the the, the passing of the Talmudim of, of Rabbi Akiva. And it's also certainly a time for us to introspect. Nothing happens coincidentally if this whole incident started after Purim and gone through Pesach and now we're dealing with the sphere. Everything is certainly a message and a reminder for 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 us. So let's let's talk a little bit about it. We have in this week's Pasha, we have a double Pasha this week, Acharei Kedoshim. Not all that long necessarily in terms of Pesukim, but oh wow, is it full of, is it full of content? Is it full of ideas? Is it full of material that we can use as a fulcrum for our own personal, personal growth? The Torah says in, in Perigid Zion, Pasuk Yudalef, Ki Nefesh Kol Basar, Domaihi, because the soul of one's flesh is in the blood. Vani nasati and I've given you, 
on the on the mizbeach lechaper al nafshosechem. I've given it to you the right to put blood on the mizbeach to atone for your souls. Why? Ki adam hu ba nefesh For it is the blood that atones for the soul. Strange statement. The the Ramban explains over here that man is the only living creature that recognizes the existence of of Akadosh Baruch. Since animals do not recognize Hashem, the only reason, therefore, for their existence is to serve man. And despite that, despite the fact that animals are there to serve us, it's still forbidden to eat them in 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 the earliest days of the world, even then, we weren't allowed to eat to eat animals. And in fact, it was only after the the great marble, after the great uh, the great flood, when Noach used animals to bring korbanos to bring sacrifices, and by Yorach Hashem Esreach and Yichayach, Hashem was pleased by by those korbanos. Then it became permitted for us to eat for us to eat animals. Since they only live for the purpose of serving man, so then their flesh became permissible for us to consume. But that's only the flesh. However, the blood remains prohibited. Why? Because he nefesh kobosardamahi. Because the soul is in the blood and it's not fitting for one soul to eat another, another soul. The Ramban goes on and explains that because an animal has a soul, whatever level, it, so it has the sense to run away and, and flee from any kind of danger and, and uh, even an animal is, is rooted in, in seeking its own pleasure. Right? It also, on a certain level, says Jamban, actually feels emotions. We see. We see dogs feel, feel love for, for their owners. Right? And since animals possess, at least on some level, a soul, it's unfitting for one soul to consume another, another soul. Jamban continues to explain that this is also the reason for the, the mitzvah of Kisui Hadam, which is a, a, also a mitzvah that we have to, whenever we shecht a, uh, a wild animal or, or a fowl, we have to cover the, the blood. Why? Again, because the blood is the soul. And we have to be careful with its, with its honor. And the same is stated the, the Archaim HaKadosh says, says this is the reason that we have to cover the blood. The blood is the nefesh, it's the soul, and it's fitting that we treat it with respect. Just as Hashem commanded us to bury the dead, why? As a sign of, of respect, of, of covet. And he also says, that when an animal kills a person and must be put to death, it's only killed 
It has to come in front of a Bezdin. It has to be judged by a court of, of 23 judges. The same way a person is judged. Why? Because in this regard, an animal is equal to a, to a person. Way back in, in, in Parshas Paratius, we read that, uh, as Hashem says, I've given you every seed bearing kind of herbal grass, which is on the surface of the earth, and the escolates and all the trees, that has seed bearing fruit. That was the original plan of what we would eat at the time of Brias. Ha'olam, so the, the, what we were given to eat was what grows on the ground. And, and the Ramban also explains that animals have certain, certain instincts. And, and some semblance, it's certainly not the same as you and me, but some level of free will, which they use to A, be able to run away from danger and be able to hunt for their, for their, uh, for their daily, for their daily food. It says for that reason, only plants were permitted to eat and not, not animals. When however, the world deteriorated and, and sin became something that became very prevalent and it was decreed that mankind and the great flood was going to be completely wiped out. So then, animals were only saved due to Nayach and, and, and the tzikos and the righteousness of Nayach, who was saved and brought them onto the onto the teva to 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 live there for a year. Therefore, because of his mysterious nefesh in looking after and basically carrying the entire animal kingdom from the, the pre-flood world to the post-world, post-flood world. Therefore, he was given the permission to shecht and eat them, as their entire existence was because of, of him. Nevertheless, he was still not permitted to harm their soul. Therefore, it then and remains forbidden to eat either a limb from a live animal or the blood of an animal. Why? Again, that soul is in, is in the blood. Animals were only permitted to be eaten after undergoing a whole ritual, a whole proper process of shrita and, and, uh, and, uh, and etc. Because again, the neshama may not be consumed at all. The uh, uh, some in, in a safer uh, some some derech. So he says, how much importance? Look at this. Look how much importance the Torah places on maintaining proper respect for the soul, even of of an animal. You see from here how great any soul is. 
and how careful one has to be to to uh, to respect it. You know, the pasuk says the pasuk in in in, uh, in Devarim that says loy uh, 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 don't eat the blood yitavlacha. So that it should be good for you, and for your children after you. When you do that which is good, that which is proper, in the eyes of Hashem. And, and this phone explains, says, what does it mean, you shall not eat it? That again, that's referring to this prohibition of eating an animal's blood. And then, the apostle carries on and says, right, Shemar v'shamata, Keep and, and, and hearken to all of the words that which I'm commanding to. Why again? So that it can benefit you, you and your children after you forever. Why? When you do what is good and proper in the eyes of, of, of Hashem. So again, why why is the iser, the prohibition of eating blood? So why is that placed right next to the the commandment to do toiva yosha, that which is good and that which is and that which is proper? So he answers that the Ramban himself says on on the on the pasuk, you should do what's good. So he explains that this is not only like an exhortation to do what is right, rather it includes and encompasses the entire Torah. Since the Torah cannot delineate every single human uh, 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 interaction, every single situation that a person will find himself in and tell us exactly what to do in every single individual situation. So it encapsulates it simply by saying that whatever situation you are, whatever circumstance you find yourself in, whatever challenges you're facing, do what is proper and what is, and what is good. And, and, and Rabbi carries on and says that we can explain that the, 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 this, this prohibition of eating dam, so it's not only one thing, one single mitzvah, don't eat blood. On the contrary, it's, it's a global thing. He explains it. It is, in fact, a commandment. It's, it's a reminder to each and every one of us to, to remember the value of the neshama created by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and to always honor and respect it properly. Therefore, that's why it's placed right next to this commandment to always do what is proper and what is good. Anytime you're dealing with other people, take the moral high ground. Always do the right thing. Always do that which is correct and proper and proper to be to be doing. Now, Perhaps now we can have a little bit of insight. We can see just how terrible the the sin of not giving honor and respect to any other soul. We can see that, in fact, from the, from the from the death 
of these of these students of of Rami of Rami Akiva. And, and let's listen to that the, the sensitivity here. So the Gemara in Yevamos Samach Beis tells us that Rabbi Akiva had twelve thousand pairs of students, and they all died during one period of time because Shalaynagu covered Zebzeh. They did not treat each other with respect. The Gemara says that they all died a, a very, very painful death from Askara. Askara is a disease of of the lungs that uh, that causes a, a suffocation. Now, the Gemara in Bracha says that there are 930 different forms of death and Askara is the most painful form. Right? While Nishika, literally the kiss of, of death, is the least painful form of death there is. Gemara says, Askara is like a thorn caught in a wool, a woolen fleece, and and pulling it out involves tremendous, tremendous pain. Right? It tears, it tears the wool apart. Some say that it's like thick ropes at the entrance to the esophagus, which are excruciating to try to insert and and uh, and remove. While nashika is like drawing a hair from 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 milk. And it says the question is asked. So the Gemara refers to the students as twelve thousand pairs. Again, rather than as twenty-four thousand individuals, which indicates that they worked together and appreciate each other's contributions. They were, they were pairs of people. They weren't individuals. There were 12,000 chavrusas. So if so, why did they deserve such a terrible, terrible death? And, and, and furthermore, we can ask, so why they died specifically during this period between Pesach and, and, and Shavuos? So there's another pasuk in this week's Pasha that says, that we know we're not allowed to marry two sisters while both are alive. In other words, meaning that if one's wife dies, he may marry her sister. Right? That's different than all other of the of the Arias, all the other forbidden relations which remain forbidden even after the death of a, of a spouse. All other relatives remain forbidden even after your spouse has died, except for this one individual of the system. And, and the, the, this phone explains that the reason for this, uh, 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 normal prohibition is to prevent two sisters from becoming, sorry, to become rivals to each other. Therefore, it doesn't apply after Oh, you can't marry two sisters when they're alive because by the very nature of things, they're going to compete with each other. But after the one dies, you're, you're, you're allowed to. And the Ramban adds that sisters are meant to love each other. For this reason, one may not marry 
two sisters, as this will lead them to become rivals and hate each other. And that's opposite of the nature of the world. Siblings are meant to be loving to each other. So we see that even, even though the only reason for the prohibition is to avoid any kind of hatred between the sisters, so the punishment for doing it is the same as all other forbidden marriages. Punishment is, is chorus, premature death, dying without, without children. This shows us how much emphasis the Torah wants to place on avoiding any kind of strife, any kind of discord, any kind of machlekes should all be, be done away with. Now, the Medrash in, in Breshis Rabbah tells the story of Rabbi Yaakiva's students slightly differently. The Medrash there says that the students died because they begrudged each other. And and the Panamacharov notes that it doesn't say that they showed a lack of respect for each other, as the Gemara does. It only says that they begrudged each other. And that's because the main cause, the root cause for a lack of respect between one man and another is when they begrudge each other, which makes it impossible for them to rejoice at each other's successes and to give each other honor. When I'm jealous of someone else's success, when I feel bad, why does he have something and I don't have something? Why is he, I have a sharper mind, he hops things right away and I have to, I have to work, I have to work harder. He seems to do nothing and, and his business is so successful. When we, when we begrudge each other, when we can't fight, when we can't share another person's simcha, another person's success, that, that leads to, to, to hatred. And that's the cause, that's the cause for Loinogu covered Zebazin. They didn't treat each other with sufficient, sufficient respect. And these days, these 48 days between Pesach and Shavuos, they're really a time when one needs to think about. It. And we have the opportunity so much to do it and, and, and internalize the, the, the the 48 ways with which one is able to, to acquire Torah. And we know two of them are being happy with what one has and, and loving other people. These two are, are connected to each other. Why? Because one is who's really happy. One is really satisfied with what he has knows that everything he has was sent to him from the Rabbanishlam and he cannot take anything from anyone else. Nor can anyone else take anything from from him. Hashem gave it to him. It's mine. It's mine to use. It's my tools that I need to to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Not you. Therefore, he would never begrudge anyone else and would have no problem Loving others, because you have what you need, I have what not. Why should I be jealous of you? You, you, you've been given the things that, that you need. 
that a, a a a plumber is not je- is not jealous of a of a surgeon's scalpel. It's not his it's not his talent. It doesn't he doesn't need it for his for his service of Akalish Baruch. And since the students of Rabbi Akiva were so close that they were considered pairs, so they weren't considered twenty four thousand individuals. They were considered twelve thousand pairs. So it was a tremendous tremendous time. It was a complaint against him, that even a teeny amount of, 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 uh, of, of discord existed between them. And that's, the Ramban says, that the closer two people are to each other, so the taina against them for a small amount of, of, of lack of covered, for a small amount of lack of honoring the neshama, the, the, the greatness of, of that person, is, is even is even a greater thing, and for this reason, the students die during the days between Pesach and Shavuos, when one is supposed to be mechazga, so he's supposed to be strengthen himself in in these ways of acquiring the Torah as we prepare ourselves for standing in front of Hasinai again and once again receiving the Torah. There, there. Slight jealousy or, or, or begrudging of, of their friends' success and, and happiness was an open steer, was a, was a, was a contradiction to preparing for Matantaya. So therefore it was specifically during that time that they, that they died. And the Chavetz Chaim talks about it. Chavetz Chaim says that we see even in the writings of this morning, in, in the writings of the Holy Zaya, that Lashon Hara arouses the, the, the Midas Hadin, the heavenly accuser to incite against Kaiser. And this leads to death, this leads to murders, this leads to plague, etc. And if one constantly commits the sin, so then he certainly brings terrible, terrible, terrible incitement, terrible uh, 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 suffering against against the whole world, and can cause countless people to lose their property or even die. Although Beis Shamat, although the the human courts can't punish him for this, but in the Beis Shamat and the heavenly court they can, and they will. Therefore. If one is shamer, people are shamer. If one guards one's tongue from speaking evil things, he is literally protecting himself and the whole world and the whole world around him. And the Chavetz Chaim says that this is the avera that led to Golas. The entire reason that we're still in Golas now, Mashiach hasn't yet come, is because of the avera of the Muraglim, which whose whose avera was. Was uh, Lashon Hara, as the Gemara Erechen says. He says that since the sin caused Agalus, the tikkun has to be that we have to fix up this sin before we can before we can be redeemed. And and today we're in this very very difficult uh, situation, and and we certainly need to use this time to to strengthen ourselves and improve our. Our interpersonal uh, relationships, and in this way, merit 
Be'ez Hashem, a, a, a quick and a complete Yeshua, a salvation for us and for the whole world. And Be'ez Hashem, bring quickly to the coming of, of Mashiach. We'll be back in a moment. This is 101.9 Chai FM, and the program is Soul to Soul on the greatest Jewish radio station in all of us. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. So we're back on your radio here in Johannesburg on Erev Shabbos Kodesh Parshas Acharim Mois Kedoshim, the seventh day of Eor in this year 5780. Just as we do at this time to give you the important times you need to know for the coming Shabbos. And then is of course the Luch Benching, the latest time for lighting candles today is approximately, exactly, sorry, 5.19. That's the latest time, but don't wait until then, as I say. You can do it from about, even at 4.30. One can already light one's candles, maybe in a few minutes before that. And and uh, really, yeah, get Shabbos started, get the atmosphere into the house. The cleaning's been done, the cooking's been done, the food is ready, the ambiance is ready. We can't wait to to get into into Shabbos. So let's let's begin it as soon as... As soon as we can, Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 6.09. Shkia is today at 5.43, 17 minutes before before 6. Hope you're still keeping up with the Oymer. Last night we Oymered 22. So we're almost almost halfway there, almost halfway till till Shavuos. In fact, uh, four weeks from today is already the first day of of, uh, of, of, of Shavuot. So it's, it's moving, it's moving quickly. Time, time is, uh, times are running. Um, the Haftarah for this Shabbos is the Haftarah of Pasha's Kedoshim, Havloikim Nekushim. Some of the Sudurim, it, it indicates otherwise, but Arminig is to say that Haftarah. I think it's the shortest Haftarah of the, of the, uh, of the year. Uh, Ovis this week is the third Shabbos, is ready, Perik Gimel. Of, uh, of, uh, of, of And again, as always, use the Shabbos properly. Use it for, for, for something gainful, for something that's inspiring. Don't just sleep the whole Shabbos away. I mean, you can sleep a bit more on, on Shabbos, but there's, there's plenty of time to, to get into something meaty, to some, get into something interesting and, and learn and, and grow. And as I was saying before the break, let's really make an effort, especially as we living at home and we have our family around us all the time to, to, to be machazic ourselves in those interpersonal relationships and, and not letting other people get on our nerves and trying to do what we can not to get on other people's nerves so that we can create the kind of tick on the kind of a, 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 a correction that, that needs to be made that will, will encourage our Kaddish Baruch to take this terrible, terrible machla away, away from us. We are dealing with the laws of Yom Tov Sheni of the second day of Yom Tov that exists all over the world except for in, in, uh, in Israel, even, even, uh, today, but it's, 
quite interesting to to note that the opinion of the of the Rambam is that this concept of the second day of Yontif that's observed in in the outlands, as I say, outside of of, of Eretz Yisrael, is depends, says the Rambam, on how close that place is to Yerushalayim, here uh, 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 to Yerushalayim, the 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 the, the holy. The Holy City it has nothing to do necessarily with physical location, but says rather everything depends on the 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 minig of Yisrael at the time when these agents used to go out and and uh, to to let people know about when when Rosh Chodesh was in. So he says as follows, as follows, any place where the messengers, where these travelers were able to reach before the first day of Sukkot, and remember we said Sukkot was a, a, a month where even if they left on Rosh, on Rosh Hashanah, which was Rosh Hashanah, they only had about 10 days to travel because they couldn't travel in two days Rosh Hashanah, they couldn't travel on Yom Kippur, and there usually would be two Shabbosas, possibly, in, in between. So they might have lost up to as much as five days. And therefore, they only had uh, uh, nine days that they, they could travel in uh, uh, in order to get there before before Yontem starts. So those places where they could get to before the first day of Sukkot, even if it was in Chutzlaretz, so says the Rambam, they would continue to make one day of Yontem. Because even in those days, they didn't have to keep two days because they knew the Shlichim got to them in time and they knew when Yontem was going to, was going to be. And in all those places where the messengers were not able to get there before, before the first day of, of Sukkot, right? Even if they could have gotten there, as we said before, before Pesach, there was more time, it didn't make a difference. The, the key one was Sukkot. If any, any place they couldn't have gotten to before Sukkot, even if the, that place was in Eretz Yisrael, that those places, based on what happened at that time, would continue to make two days of, of Yontif. And even if, in terms of strictly speaking, Distance, amount of kilometers, they should have logically and feasibly been able to get there in time, but for whatever practical reason, they didn't manage to get there. Whatever there wasn't a, uh, at that time, they didn't get, at that time, let's say there wasn't a yeshuv, there wasn't a, a proper Jewish community that place. Or, or there was, uh, you know, the roads were impossible or whatever, whatever the reason would be. If, if it was a place that on a very practical level, the agents couldn't get there by our circus. So since in a very practical sense, those settlements were, w- would have had to keep two days of Yontif, then they need to continue keeping two days of Yantav even now. That's in the Rambam in, in, in Kiddush, Kiddush HaChodesh. So that's interesting. So it says, you know, it, it was a very, very practical decision. You could theoretically even have places in Eretz Yisrael that might have to keep 
two days according to the Rambam because the Shlichim couldn't have couldn't have gotten gotten there. That was the opinion of of the uh, of the Rambam. The 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 Ritva argues, and he says no. From the time that uh, 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 we cancelled uh, sanctifying the Kiddush Hakodesh, making the new month through uh, a Bezdin, once there's a fixed calendar, so it has nothing to do anymore with the agents who went out. But says in what is strictly speaking the borders of Eretz Yisrael, since that in uh, uh, since that. Uh, uh, that's what these discretion has this narrative to show that since in most of the places in Eretz Yisrael they were able to keep one day Eretz Yisrael always keeps one day and all places anywhere outside the borders of Eretz Yisrael keep keep two days and uh, and uh, yeah and then that's 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 the way that's the way it is and and therefore. The, the Bezdin of, of Hillel was Mesakin that when, uh, when they were Makadish or when they made the, the, the leap years and he fixed that for all, all generations, it was fixed in such a way that outside of Eretz they will always make two days of Yantab and in Eretz they'll always make only one, only one day of of, uh, of, of Yantif. And even though that later on, you know, things have, uh, changed, there, there were people that wanted to, uh, 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 enact such a, such a, uh, a, a minig both ways. Some people in Eretz Yisrael wanted to keep, uh, uh, two days based on the, on the, on the Rambam. The, the minig remains, the accepted minig remains practically is like, is like the Ritva, and that, uh, seems to be that other Rishonim also agree the Ritva remains like that, that in Eretz we keep just the one day, and in, uh, in Chutzlaritz, we keep, we keep the two days, we keep the, uh, the, the two days, and, and that's, that's the way it's always been. Yes, uh, and we'll talk more about practical things. People want to say today that if you're just in Eretz we'll, we'll, we'll come, we'll come to that, but before that, we're going to take a short Break and go to the go to the shops. This is Soul to Soul on 101.9 High FM. The station is called High FM. This the show is called Soul to Soul. And please, we still have one more segment left. Don't run away yet. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. High FM, we're back on your radio here in Johannesburg. Another segment to our show. It's before we run away and get ready for Shabbos ourselves. So we're talking about the, the laws that apply to the second day of Yontif in, uh, in Chutzlaritz. Basically, the laws of the Yontif Sheni are the same <coughs> as the laws that apply on the first day 
of of Yontif in 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 all areas of of Allah, whatever Chazal decreed. For instance, uh, 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 what what we uh, what what uh, what the Torah commanded us to do on on the first day, so the Torah com- the, the Chazal commanded us to do on on the on the second day, as we've gone through the halachas of of Yantiv. and 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 so therefore whatever uh, 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 forbidden things take place on 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 the first day, whatever we're not allowed to do on the first day Yantiv, for instance. All the, all, all, all the, uh, and, and, uh, even those things that on the first day of Yontif are only also from the Rabbanon, from, from the words of, uh, of our, of our Chachamim. So they also apply on, on the second, second day. The davening, all the, all, all the, all the tvilas of, of the first day of, uh, of Yontif apply also on, on the second day of, uh, of, of Yontem. And, and we do the same thing. We make Kiddush over a cup of wine and, uh, we make Shachyanu exactly as on the first, on the first day of, of Yontem. I mean, on the second night of Pesach, we have, we have a Seder. We have make all kinds of brachas. We do all the, all the, all the mitzvahs and all the Yidurim that we do on the first night. We do on the second night, uh, uh, also. And even though one, one might have imagined that one second, that since we're only doing this as a as a doubt, we don't really know what I mean. What say we actually know that it's not yontif, but it's certainly no better than that. So normally we have a rule that whenever it comes to matters concerning making a bracha where we have a doubt, or whether we should or shouldn't make a bracha, so the normal rule is when in doubt, leave it out. Normally we don't. Make a bracha when there's a case of a of a dat, right? That uh, the 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 language of the Chazal is suffix bracha slaka. Whenever you have a doubt about a bracha, whether you should or shouldn't say it, we're lenient and don't say it. Nevertheless, Chazal have told us all the brachas that we make on Yontif Rishon, we're going to make on Yontif Sheni. Also, why? Because if we don't make a bracha properly. Like, like we should, in exactly the same way as we make the brachas on the first day of Yantiv, people are going to downgrade, people are going to belittle, people are not going to treat with sufficient respect the, 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 the second day of, of, uh, of, of Yantiv. We had that recently in the, in the Daf Yomi, in, in Daf Chav Gimel or something of, of, of Shabbos, that, uh, that, that idea. And, one has to be very, very careful, as we said before, that one's not allowed to prepare anything for the meals of the second day or to even set the table on the first day of Yontif for the second day of, uh, of, of Yontif. Similarly, it's, it's correct that, uh, when we light the candles on the second day, of Yontif, it should be Dafka after night, when the first day is completely over, and we're not preparing, and only light at, at night, so that we're not preparing from the first day of Yontif to the, to the second day of, of, of Yontif. And in fact, uh, if someone would light the candles for the second night, let's say before Ben Ashmashas, while it's still 
daytime on the first on the first day. So one one has on 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 whom to rely since at the truth is at at that time there is already starting to get dark. You are still getting some benefit from from the 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 candles and it's it's still you know uh uh uh, uh the the uh the, the what's called the the, the 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 yeah the light is failing and therefore one's still getting some benefits so therefore it's not as if you're strictly speaking lighting only for the next day but the we certainly we certainly wait until after night until after night uh, uh, to to do that and, and as you mentioned for also in, in terms of uh, of covered of of the mace, so many places. There's a minute that on the second day of Yontif, we uh, we bury uh, uh, people. We'll mention that a little bit a little bit later, also. But that's uh, that's part of the the uh, difference between day one and day and day and day two. Now, Acham said that if someone leaves Eretz Yisrael and goes to Chutzlaretz. So then the question becomes, how many days of Yontif is he going to keep? So again, if he's leaving Eretz Yisrael and his intention is to stay in 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 Gullah, he's intended to stay outside of Eretz Yisrael, so the moment he, he arrives at the place where he, where there are Jews, even if it's not necessarily the place where he wants to be, the moment he arrives at a Jewish settlement, he already gets the, the law of someone who lives in, in, uh, in Chutzlaretz, and he has to make two days of, of, uh, of, of Yantif. And if his intention is, he's going away to, to out, outside of Israel, but his intention is to go back to show, then basically he has he has the law still of someone who lives in in uh, in Eretzisrael, and uh, he can he can keep the the way it's done in in Eretz in Eretzisrael. If you in such a case, if you are a ben Eretzisrael in Chutzlaritz, and you are you find yourself somewhere that. Uh, not within the Tchum Shabbos of where there is a Jewish community. So you don't have to keep a second day at all. No one's going to see you. No other Jews around. You wouldn't have to conduct yourself uh, uh, on, on second day as it's Yontif at, uh, at all. And you'd be allowed to do any kind of, uh, of, of Malacha. But when a person from Eretzeshel finds himself within the confines of a Jewish community outside of Eretzeshel, or even if not directly in the community, but within the Tchum Shabbos, within, let's say, a kilometer where there are Jews, then he has to act the same way the Bnei Chutzlaretz are acting in order that he doesn't look like he's going against the, the, the Minig in uh, in Chutzar, in Sakhim, it's the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, and therefore he is not allowed to do Melacha on the second day of Yontif at all. Right? Some say that in private, when no one can see him, he's allowed to do to do uh, 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 Melacha, 
But practically speaking, most of the Paiskim are of the opinion that even in private, he has to conduct himself like the people, his host, wherever he is, uh, 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 in any Yisurim that are relevant to, to the under. Why? Because if he's going to stop being uh, uh, a lenient, it's, it's, it's going to come. This thing never remains secret. It's going to become public, public knowledge. And then it looks like he's contradicting and going against and undermining their, their, uh, their, 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 their And, right. And since his, his, uh, his halacha, if, since he consummates so, is like a, a, uh, a person. So what we, what we would have to do is, again, in private, make havdala on, on might say the first night of, of Yantiv. And then, uh, he would, uh, he would also, if, if it's not, if it's, let's say the last day of Yantiv and Chutzar, it's where in, in Erzor, it's already weekday, he would have to again, in secret, he would have to wear, wear, uh, uh, a tefillin in private, but again, he should wear Yantiv clothes, and he should light candles, uh, uh for Yantiv, obviously, without, without a, uh, a, uh, a, 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 a few more details we need to add about that, but our time is up. It's just enough time to wish you all an amazing, amazing Shabbos. Make it count. Make it a great Shabbos. Make it a, 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 a Shabbos where we really work on some of the things we were discussing before and really try to achieve and, and attain perfection within our own lives to the greatest extent that we can. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of our radio family. Thank you so much for the support and your listening ear. And to every single one of you within the sounds of my voice, we wish you a beautiful, warm, and stimulating good chance.